Hello, and welcome to Misty Mountain Legends. I am your humble dungeon master, Luke Kimbrough, and tonight I am joined by my beautiful wife, my wonderful wife, my wonderful co-host. How are you doing tonight? Uh, my name is Anna, by the way, <laughs> um, as well as co-host and all of those other things that you said that may or may not be true. Um, all of subjective, true. I guess, opinion. Objective. Um, Okay. <laughs> we have we have friends on the podcast today, so let's not argue. Um, do you want to introduce them? Yeah. So we're joined tonight by uh, another couple who they're married and are wonderful and we love them a lot. And we're so glad that they're joining us tonight. Why don't you all introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Rebecca. Hi, I'm Luke. And we are the husband-wife duo behind um, Role for Parenting on TikTok and Instagram, as well as I am the owner, founder person of the Fay Wild Dice Company um, that's actually going to be launching soon. That's right. Very exciting that's stuff. what I got. <laughs> yeah. And we are the proud owners of Dice from said Fay Wild Dice Company. That's right. This, the sounds you hear. Facts are the sounds of some fresh dice that were gifted to us by them and they're beautiful and wonderful and i love them a lot so they're chunky if they don't roll well tonight that'll be the proving grounds oh come on no i've got two rejects here and if these red rejects do terribly they will go into dice prison forever i've got a set i'm questioning currently so we'll we'll see We'll see if they earn their ink. Mm. Well, what there's no better place to have some proving grounds for new dice than a one shot. So that's what we're doing tonight is just a fun one shot, uh, which I, I believe everyone will enjoy. Uh, there's going to be some good uh, puzzling and whatnot. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, but before we get into that, why don't we all go ahead and put on our fantasy We begin our story in a, a rather bountiful city uh, called Dugbjörn. Uh, it's in the country of the Molten Empire on the continent of Morawan. Our heroes today are, well, to put it lightly, doing community service. Uh, all of them got into a little bit of trouble before and, uh, you know, are trying to, you know, just repay their misgivings and their uh, shortcomings and social standing as it were uh so why don't you all go ahead and introduce yourselves i uh, will start with anna go ahead and introduce your character uh so uh i am playing a rogue we're all level six by the way uh i'm playing a rogue or a changeling rogue named pip and uh, Pip is not uh, very enthusiastic about this community service because this is not a new experience for Pip. Uh, she is, how do I say this lately, um, troubled. And uh, the tra- let's say the trauma for Pip is still ongoing. You know, like how we talk about childhood trauma is kind of a theme in Dungeons and Dragons. Well, 
Pip is still living with her parents. She's probably a 16 uh, rebellious stage. Her dad's an alcoholic. Uh, the How she got her name was um, when she was born, the nurses, doctors turned to her father and said, what do you want to name her? And he goes, <coughs> uh, having uh, drunken too much uh, during the experience while his wife was in labor. And so the nurse just wrote down Pip because that was the closest name that she could come up with that was actually uh, pronounceable based off of his hiccuping. Anyway, um, Pip is a changeling, uh, has very flamboyant hair. Um, that is the most noticeable thing about her is that her hair changes color quite often. And as we are on this walk, are we walking? I don't know what we're doing. You're walking um, currently. Yes. Yeah. It's a bright, vibrant purple fuchsia color. Uh, and she's got like a denim jacket, um, or at least what the, the fantasy equivalent of a denim jacket, I guess. And kind of like, I don't know, rebellious teen clothing that you would be fantasy esque (laughs) because, um, I'm not quite sure how to describe that, but yeah, that, that's Pip. Tell us about your character. So, um, I'm playing Clink and Clink is a uh well i'm a kobold and i'm about two and a half feet tall um i really like shiny things oh i'm a barbarian that's fun i like punching things and swinging my axe uh does shiny does clink sorry does Kling currently have any shiny things on him, her, themselves? Maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you cannot have. Pip would definitely like to sleight of hand something off of Clink. Clink, what's your passive perception? 15. All right. So, Pip, you have to beat a 15. Uh, sleight of hand, is mm-hmm. that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got I got a 15. Meets it, beats it. Um, so, <laughs> Clink, what does Pip grab off of you? A long little ring that's like unpolished brass. Okay. That's it. I drop it into one of my mini pockets. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Luke, tell us about your character. I am playing Cecil Tennyson. Um, Cecil is the established heir to the Tennyson estate. I am the varsity captain of the fencing uh, team at the local wizarding school. I am probably the most popular person at my school. And, you know, I demonstrated this by uh, going to a party. And it wasn't my party, but nonetheless, I got wasted. And that being said, uh, during this time, I, I may or may not have done a few things to upset the neighbors, but that's fine. Daddy's already paid them off. But I have to do my dues to society and all that jazz. So I'm here with an oversized lizard and someone whose hair color changes constantly. But nonetheless, I'm here to do my duty and uphold the tenants of name. I hate him already. I love it. <laughs> so good. 
Oh, well, you three, as you're making your way uh, towards essentially where you've been told to go, uh, is the estate of Lady Athelia Mortal, uh, the one of the more notable nobles of the city, possibly the most well-known and well-liked. Uh, all three of you have been called to investigate some disappearances that have been going on. Um, she's hired you as part of your community service, uh, and you've been told that you can find her at her library that stands at the center of her estate and is the largest building in the entire city. As you approach the estate, you see the front gate decorated in a dark green metal that just surrounds her estate. Uh, the guard at the gate uh, sees all of you and uh, welcomes you in, having been told to expect three uh, young, young people and lets you in and tells you to head to the library and just points straight behind him as you walk in. The library itself is rather imposing as it has a kind of a, a gothic style of architecture while still remaining as some sort of symbol of knowledge and uh, learning for the community, as it were. As you approach, you do see that the skylights at the top of the building, the large glass windows that make up the roof, lights seem to be flashing from inside. As you approach the door, you hear nothing from the inside. Uh, but once you open the door, you find yourselves in a beautifully decorated room with a large desk that sits facing the entrance. So it seems to be like a welcome desk kind of thing. Uh, and all around this room are about eight different lounge chairs, uh, to pres presumably for guests to recline and sit while they read. Sitting in the largest of these lounge chairs is an ornately dressed dragonborn woman, who, as you enter, stands up to her full seven-foot height. Uh, and next to her is an orc man dressed in uh, armor with a tunic covering at the breastplate. The dragonborn woman says, hello to my library, my darlings. Please sit. And she gestures to the lounge chairs that are nearby. Without skipping a beat, Cecil is going to walk over to one of those seats and just plop himself into there as if he owns this entire room. Noted. Uh, Pip is going to sit on the floor. Like she says, take a seat, and I, uh, Pip, sit immediately wherever I am, just on the ground. All right. Link Clink. is just in awe of this gorgeous dragon board in front of her. And is just like almost in this half bowed state, staring while slowly like doing this glide shuffle over to the seats, just kind of feeling for this chair without looking to just very slowly, carefully raise herself up to get into seat. Because um, surely it's a little higher than her hips. And then sit there still just staring, very intently listening. And just waiting for any word to come out as though it's going to be pure gold. The uh, Dragon War woman 
uh, waits till all of you have seated yourselves in however manner you've chosen to do so before sitting back down. Uh, she outstretched as uh, a crystal claw, as she's a crystal dragonborn, I don't think I mentioned, but she outstretches her hand and calls for drinks and uh, some drinks shortly arrive, uh, just kind of some a variety of teas and coffee and water, uh, nothing alcoholic, as she was informed of the reasons for all of your uh, community service requirements. She says, please partake as I uh, explain what you're here to do. Uh, do y'all take a drink? I feel like Cecil would take a sip of the water and see whether or not it is like pristine. Like, is it, if it's like if it's filtered and like magically processed to get rid of all the extremities out of it. Uh, to your highbrow taste and your extensive knowledge of filtered and magically filtered water. Uh, this is better than anything you've tasted. This is the most pristine water you've tasted. My eyes go wide in shock, but I hide it quickly to not to give away my surprise. And, I, and just a silent nod, I just consume the water as if nothing takes place in my head. Uh, Pip does not take something that is offered, but she does pull a flask out and take a sip from that. I think seeing... Um, the kind of snide observation at the water, just like careful observation before drinking of <clears throat> the man next to her. She just very quietly and snidely makes the comment. Also, I cannot keep up the other accent. Bear with me. That's fine. You are unworthy to drink in her presence. How dare you? Look back. And then I carefully take like a little glass of water and just sip it and then very quickly put it back as much as the cute lizard is talking to me i'm looking over at pip <laughs> and i just rolled and i how stealthy did you pull out that flask oh i didn't i was not stealthy about it at all i didn't okay care. and i was attentive enough to see it and so i oh you you want to sit i can you want to sit here you can you can try some I, I hate you. I he, he stutters because he doesn't want to shame himself. He's like, mm, it's 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 fine. You, it's it's yours. You brought. I'm sure it doesn't meet the caliber of liqueur that I'm used to having. Oh, you both are so gross. Okay, fine. I take another full on swig. Now I do want to clarify: is it actually alcohol in the flask? Um, I feel like you. <laughs> Do I need to make the DM roll insight for that? Like, <laughs> I mean, no. I don't just... want to give away my secrets. <laughs> I mean, you can either just say if yes someone, or no. If, some, if somebody wants to take a sip from it, then then I will share what it is. But okay, okay. well, uh, well, as you all take your selected beverages, uh, Pip, you do get kind of a coy look from uh, Lady Mortal. And she just kind of smiles to herself before uh, addressing the three of you. I am very glad you all are here. My troubles become unceasing as of late, and uh, I'm afraid we may not have too much time. So I shall explain what we know of the situation. 
Uh, and she nods to the armored man who steps forward and prevents, presents each of you with a list. Uh, do y'all look at it? Yes. yes. Perfect. The list contains what appeared to be titles. Uh, titles to be books. Titles of books, to be precise. You see just about seven no, I, I do want to interrupt. Is it about seven or is it actually seven? <laughs> it's about seven because it's actually six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, I'm just presented in alphabetical order. You have uh, Casting Spells for Kids by Bartleby and Gang. You have Island Geography of the Insul Coast by Tony Gura. Uh, you have If I Can Do It, So Can You by Alec Boff. Uh, you have Myers, Bogs, and Swamps by Uthk Balin. Uh, you have More Reasons for Unions to Disband, Volume 3 by Whit Richmal. And then you have Swords versus Axes, The Better of the Two Blades by Cruze Neathman. Axes. Uh, you have Those Are the Names of the Books Along with Who Wrote Them. These all sound pretty boring. Pretty well, sure. I hmm. should let you know that these are the books that have gone missing. Uh, we know that they You are... want them back? I do, yes. I wish to keep all the knowledge and things I've gathered over my many years uh, to be remain here. I do lend them out, but these went missing and have not left. As Each book has been magically uh, tagged, as it were, and we would know, we'd know anytime any book has left the premises. Okay, and so what you're saying is you misplaced a book and you need us to find a book that you misplaced within your own library, like it's here in this building? Well, to be clear, we did not misplace them. They just simply vanished. And the empty space where the books normally resided instead lied a note each one had different messages on them at first they were just kind of some few words clearly an unfinished sentence but now we believe the message to be whole um and she motions for the guard to uh bring forth another slip of paper well really a mess of different papers uh, and he clears his throat before saying <clears throat> uh, this is what is written on the paper. Uh, at least this is the whole message, we believe, that was left by something or someone. <clears throat> My words are harsh, but full of meaning. Finding your books among your shelves will feel awfully demeaning. Upon entering these sacred shelves, you only have one hour to yourselves. Quickly, hasten, find the missing tomes before you lose your life and your homes. Uh, and he kind of shuffles the papers back to their original order before handing them to one of you. That sounds like a death threat. It's very ominous. I think this is, I mean, we're here for community service. And like, I mean, I know that I still a lot of crap, but like it's crap and nobody cares. And I gotta say, I really don't care about these books either because I could just go down to the nearest bookstore and probably find all of these so like who what is going somebody's threatening to kill you over 
books that they stole? We do not know what is going on. We believe some sort of evil trickery to be the cause, uh, but we have not figured out who or what is causing it. Uh, but we believe some fine young folk who have brains that comprehend more than some of our older brains do. I I'm immediately look at Cecil <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm, I don't know how, I'm not sure that you're getting what you paid for if you paid for this at all. What I choose to do during my downtime does not dictate the capacity of my ample young minds. So, <laughs> sir, could you please bring to me those papers? I would happily look them over. Uh, and he does bring them to you. I'm going to jump and snatch them before they reach Cecil's hand. <laughs> uh, give me a uh, sleight of hand check. That's an eight. Uh, doesn't quite do it. Uh, the orc guard uh, sees you about to jump and kind of like instinctually just kind of pulls them away before <laughs> being like, well, I suppose yeah, any yeah, take them. And he hands them to <laughs> Cecil. Them and Some fake people. First thing I do, so it's it is it is this code spread among multiple pages, correct? Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so um, of course they're in a rhyming order. Um I, I look over them. I want to see whether or not the handwriting is consistent among all these pages. Uh yeah. Without a check, yeah, you can tell these are all written by the same person. Perfect. Um, does it look to be scribblings or is this like cursive script it is a very ornate cursive script uh very well done whoever wrote this uh is very good at calligraphy uh my, it's oh sorry no, i was like my my it seems that your uh your little thief here has had some fine education um or at the very least, uh, it was taught by the insufferable Mrs. Pearlstein to do the calligraphy as all, you know, gentle young men should. Ugh. But, yeah, anyways. Um, and who says this person is a man? I, you are right. I will admit that is a good point. Uh, Pip yeah. shuffles over and just goes... <laughs> right over the letters and i would <laughs> like to see if i could smell anything distinct about the paper or the ink like if there was maybe perfume or like a strong odor of whoever wrote the the letters or notes all right uh give me a perception check 24 oh my god all right with a 24 as you sniff you strangely don't get any smells okay that's what throws you off the most is with like you know you normally you can smell paper and ink it's mm -hmm. just it has a scent this these notes smell like nothing like it's as if you just breathed in and didn't actively try to smell anything have you uh <clears throat> i'm not one for magic myself but has anyone checked to see if these notes actually like exist because they don't smell like nothing uh, Lady Mortal uh, just kind of sighs before saying we believe some sort of evil magic is the root cause. We, as none of the gods have seen anyone 
enter or exit out of the building and no one has any sort of magic weave cast to try and detect has not been successful. Uh, that is why I fear the worst, not only for myself, but for those who are employed here uh, at my residence. Uh, I, I know this is a lot, and this is a rather, probably more than you bargained for, for this particular uh, community service. But if you are successful, you'll be paid with enough gold to buy your own small estate and be gifted a book of your choice from my own special collection. Will you take this job? We're getting paid? Uh, by me, yes. Not by uh, your, the local government. No, they don't, they don't know that I'm paying you. So if you could, uh, don't mind keeping that on the down low. Oh, don't worry about that. That's no problem for me. I mean, I don't like talking to them anyways, so. Shinies from the pretty lady. Oh. I mean, that is like one week's allowance, but I, I guess it. Well, if you don't want it, I will take it. Like, I will take it off your hands. No, it's fine. Additional community share. He's like running his hand. He's like has his face in his hands. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, daddy's going to cut you off soon. So you better start saving. (laughs) You clearly do not know how tightly knit my father is around my finger. I'm more like how tightly knit. He's around mama's finger, and I am the definition of a mama's boy, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's really something that you want to admit in most circles. Uh, if it's the only thing he's got going for him, which I think it might be, he's got to, you know, like, he's compensating for something. <laughs> uh, Lady Mortau uh, uh, speaks to him and says, uh, dear Cecil, I I know your parents all too well, and I I I know that until you've completed this uh, community service, as it were, your allowance has been cut short a bit. <laughs> I mean, you could have at least whispered that under the table, but yes, I, I have technically been cut off until this community service is done. So in essence, I am getting my allowance back, but it's whatever, just it's in the details. It's in the details. Rambles off. He looks back at the papers. He's trying not to acknowledge the the tone in the room at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Uh, So she once again speaks to the whole group and says, do you uh, agree to take this job? Of course, dear lady. Why not? I don't think we have a choice. <laughs> Very well. Uh, if the letters are to be believed, you will only have one hour to discover the source and find the books. Uh, if you do not succeed, well, let us pray we you die? succeed. Uh, and she says, just kind of with a very sad face, uh, kind of nodding a little bit to what you just asked, uh, asking if she'll die at least according to the letters i leave that to be the case can you read for me the what the papers are saying because i'm i'm definitely analyzing this as the character but as luke i i, I want to be reading over this i can't i need it one more time please absolutely here i'll pop it up in 
shit. There we go. Oh, that is so, wonderful. Uh, so it says again, my words are harsh, but full of meaning. Finding your books among your shells will feel awfully demeaning. Upon entering these sacred shelves, you only have one hour to yourselves. Quickly, hasten, find the missing tomes before you lose your life and your homes. As you've all agreed, she stands up and uh, gestures for all of you to follow her. I take another um, swig from my flask. It bounced to my feet. Just, just one quick moment before we leave the room. Can I do a quick scan of the shelves? Because they said the room was full of books. I'm going to do a quick scan of the shelves in this room to see if like, I can find the brightly colored binding that would be for spells for kids. Just to make sure that maybe the books you know, aren't in this room. Uh, so this room doesn't actually have any books in it. It just has it. Uh, okay. lounge chairs and is and little side tables and desks and whatnot. Very cool. Okay, then never mind. So she leads all of you to uh, the doors that are the entrance to the official area section of the library. Uh, mm-hmm. And she opens the doors and motions for you all to pass through. And as she does, she says, "Do be careful. I." Don't know if how dangerous it will be for you three. I I pray it will not be dangerous at all. Best of luck. And she kind of gives all of you a slight bow. I think Jenna grabs her tail, gives a slight bow while also starting to cower just a little bit. (sighs) Definitely bow regally as I begin to back into the other room, thinking in my head how I'm going to try to uh, kiss up to this woman as soon as I've completed this marvelous quest of hers. As he's backing up, can I trip him? Uh, um, give me an attack roll, an unarmed attack. Unarmed attack. So may just... I? And then may I make some sort of dex save? Because I am actually quite dexterous. Um, yes, make a dex save. Just make a, a yeah dex check against whatever Anna rolled. So what is what do I add for unarmed attack? That's... Uh, Essentially, just your strength and proficiency. Okay, so it's a, it's an even ten. All right, and mine's a twelve. Cool. All right, so you manage to kind of see it coming and give it a nice little jump to get out of the way. I will okay. say, I land with a stagger. I'm not used to having people try to trip me in oh, that's public. <laughs> <laughs> You okay? You 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 stumbling there, buddy? My my mind used to people loving me. I don't doesn't quite know how to deal with this direct confrontation that this pip is giving me. I pause and I say, "No, everything's fine. No, it's okay. I, I, just watch your feet next time. Make sure your gait is bold and proper." That's what my mom used to always say, at least. Hmm. I'm sensing some projection here. You're the one who stumbled. If if I do remember, and I remember pretty well, it was like five seconds ago. Um, I was walking just fine. Clink is just going to start marching between them to go deeper into the library to pursue the task at hand. Oh, hour. Yes. Good yes. point. Yes. It turns. <laughs> so as soon as you three pass through the doors to the library itself, you feel a surge of magical energy just kind of wash over you. And the air around you suddenly feels different. It tingles a little bit. 
and the doors behind you are suddenly slammed shut and you hear a, a locking while Lady Mortau and her guard are not close enough to the doors to lock them. Uh, they kind of give you a kind of a, a worried look through the glass panes and you all hear a voice echo through this massive room as you take a look around and you see that the library uh, as you have heard it contains all the personal books of her ladyship and uses permanent portals kind of scattered throughout the library to transport guests from one side to the other that's how massive it is uh, it has three floors uh, and it holds an open floor plan so the second and third floor are made up of catwalks that go along the sides and kind of stretch over the open room, uh, creating these gang walks. You see uh, huge skylight windows make up the roof and some clever transmutation magic allows for constant sunlight to stream down whenever uh, there are any people in the library itself. But that magic seems to be flickering on and off occasionally as if like a light bulb wasn't quite working 100%. And as you take all this in, you do hear a voice that echoes through this huge room. And it says, find the books quickly. <laughs> and now, as if there were an all-powerful being that created this world and keeps track of things, you see a digital timer with 60 minutes on it that suddenly starts and begins counting down. Cecil just groans. <gasps> uh, what did I sign up for? Uh, you, guys, you guys felt and heard that too, right? That wasn't just me. Uh, DM, could you tell me whether or not that felt more arcane or religious in nature? Uh, certainly more arcane. Okay, cool. Besides the flickering light, is there anything that is immediately obvious, like, off about this place? Um, nothing that you can really tell. Yeah, I mean, like it no big on... flashing light, like first trial here, kind of like. Nope. <laughs> cool, love that. So the things you have are that cryptic sort of uh, rhyme, mm -hmm. and then the list of missing books. Did um, anybody think to ask how they organize the books in this place? Are they alphabetical? Is there some Dewey decimal system? Uh, like, surely there are signs, right? Yeah, are there? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, without making a check, you could look as you just look around. You do see um, some signs just for the various aisles, and they're labeled more by topic. That's how many books. There's so many books of that cover a variety of topics. So you have books dedicated to, like you see one for owlbears, but oh, just an aisle dedicated to the topic of owlbears. You see specifically runes, an aisle dedicated to runes. And then right next to that, you see an aisle dedicated to rune crafting. So you, they're more about topics. Is, is there one for uh, self-help books? You could probably do a quick investigation check to try and find it. I would love to search for that. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me investigation check. Can you also share with us the titles of the books that we're looking for? Ah, yes, absolutely. That would be wonderful. Uh, simultaneous. Nope, never mind. Never mind. I got an eight for investigation. Oh, I might as well not even roll this. Oh, just kidding. 
just kidding. The D20 says uh, I did well. Um, that would be a uh, 21 for investigation. So uh, uh, you said an eight for uh, yes. Clink and yes. a 21 for Cecil. All right. So you're specifically looking for self-help books? Yes. I am in an attempt to hunt down the, uh, if I can do it, so can you. All right. Seems like it would fall under self-help. All right. So with the, the help of Cecil, and all that, you managed to find the sort of the self-help books. They are on the second floor along one of the side walls. Uh, and you find a whole shelf dedicated to self-help books. And you do see a empty slot where you would assume the, uh, if I can do it, so can you book uh, once sat, but it is empty. Mm. And I uh, just, kind of like touch the space to see if maybe i don't know the book's invisible or something sure you touch it and your hand just keeps going and touches the wood of the shelf below okay okay cool um can like is are the books to the left and to the right of it just kind of like other self-help books there's nothing grabbing at my interest with those uh give me a perception check all right, sounds good. I would also like to make a perception check of the books around. All right, go ahead. Um, my check is going to be a nine. So let us hope that uh, uh, Pip is not as distracted uh, by the lack of book as Cecil is. I get a 16. 16. All right. So Cecil, you are just like, yeah, just more books. Nothing super crazy. Pip, you do see... Uh, a book that says it's not even on the shelf. It's on the self-help, but it's what well, it is on the self-help. It says uh, puzzles for dummies, how to mm. make better puzzles. That stands out to you. Okay. Can I pick it up? Sure. And open it and just kind of like flip through it. Mm. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's by, uh, NPC names, just random book. Man, this is going to be a, a trend. I'm going to start taking minutes off the timer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It is by uh, Rachael Bonanza. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead and just give me a just a straight investigation uh, intelligence check for as you read through this book. Okay, just intelligence. Mm -hmm. That is a dirty 20. Okay. So you're skimming through and you come upon a section that talks about word puzzles mm -hmm. and specifically rearranging letters. Okay. And just kind of how to do that. And it's very interesting to you. Uh, hey, guys, I know that I'm not the smartest, but um, what if there's like something to the names of the authors or the names of the books and the letters need to be rearranged or maybe the letters need to be rearranged in the note to figure out what's going on here? That um, seems oh. like a very interesting point. I'm interesting. That sounds great. Let's test it. Uh, who's good at spelling? <laughs> <laughs> And so, oh. I mean, Cecil's just rummaging through um, the 
the um, notes of like the message in his hand. So um, I, as Luke, the player is going to be looking over that. You guys take a look at maybe the the authors. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of silence on this podcast. <laughs> Try to you know what? Simultaneously, let's get some action going in here. Um, let's say, uh, so one of you look at the names, one of you look at the titles. Meanwhile, I really don't feel like there is the letters, anything with the letters inside of the, uh, the, the message, unfortunately. Um, maybe. Anyways, There's a lot um, of letters here, guys. I want to. Look at. <laughs> I would like yeah. to. Let's just take a note. Make, make sure to take a look at the vowels because vowels are very important when making secret messages inside of you know author names or perhaps um, you know whatever inside titles. Look for vowels. Um, that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead and look. Look for the next one. In my mm, upbringing, I most likely read, because of being magical nature myself, um, read the book, um, you know, uh, Casting Spells for Kids. At some point in my life, I would like to be able to go to that section, try to find that section, um, and look for that book. It's probably going to be more brightly colored than the rest of this library, so it should kind of call to me. Oh, certainly. Uh, all right, go ahead and give me an investigation check to find that section. Um, that is going to be not very good, unfortunately. Um, six. Six. All right. Uh, so I assume you're all kind of looking over these uh, notes and stuff as you walk. Mm -hmm. uh, so as you're heading towards what Cecil believes to be the correct area, uh, Hannah and Becca, what are your what are y'all doing? I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm looking. I'm trying to make sense of the names of the authors specifically, um, and see if I can rearrange them into some kind of hint. Uh, go ahead. I'll say if you would like, you can make an insight check. Okay, that would be nice. Ooh, um, I'm kind of trying to do the same. Perfect. Uh, what are you trying to do it with? I'm more so trying to figure out the initial clue puzzle, but specifically looking at like the first line of like, my words are harsh, but full of meaning. Seeing if that gives any hint and pulling right. that apart. Go ahead and give me an insight check then. Uh, Anna, what'd you get? I had a 13. With a 13. Uh, with a 13, you don't feel like that you're going to, that the, it doesn't it's just kind of rearranging the letters and everything. You feel like you could rearrange all of the letters and get a wide variety of mm -hmm. things from the authors, but probably not what you're looking for. Okay. Yeah, I got an 11. Um, yeah, you just, you don't, I mean, nothing's really popping up for you. You could rearrange a bunch of letters, but nothing that's really popping up. Okay. I think this oh. was a misdirection. <laughs> hey, Cecil, how you doing? Still trying to find. I know what this cover looks like. At least I think I do. And wait, um, wait a second. Aren't you looking for the book that was stolen? Of course, it's not going to be here. It's got to be. Uh, but it is here. It didn't leave. Right, right. But it's not going to be in its normal spot because otherwise we wouldn't be looking for it. So what if you looked for it in 
maybe a section of one of the other books. They all just got shifted one. Is there any commonality that we can figure out? Like, there's Myers, Bogs, and Swamps, and Ireland Geography. Those seem to have some, like, correlation. Is there any other correlation we can make with the others? The teaching spells, and if I can do it, so can you? Like a Yeah, kind of, kind of. And then there's, like, reasons for unions to disband. (laughs) And swords and axes comparison maybe. I, I vote we stay away from the swords versus axes section um the What's author the author the cruise Neifman. um i want to stay away from any book written by crazy knife men just just my personal preference you get a point of inspiration <laughs> what are you trying to say about axes cecil I'm just saying, I'm much more the person to enjoy a, a thin tactical blade than, uh, you know, those blunt. Wait a swords. second. You lack Wait a flair. second. More reasons you for unions passion. to. More reasons for unions to disband was written by a witch, white rich man. Right? You, you get a point male. of inspiration too. <laughs> Wait a second. Is there something like that with all of these? No, I'll go ahead and tell you those are the only two that had okay. something. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say I did notice white rich man, but I kind of didn't wanna I really didn't wanna. For all our <laughs> listeners who may have forgotten, more reasons for unions to disband. Volume three is by White Wit. I don't Quit know how it's Rich Mall. Rich Mall. <laughs> It, it, when looking at it typed out it does not look like white rich man but it I, really doesn't <laughs> i take a moment and i try to think for a, a moment and i'm like that wouldn't happen to be my dad's pen name would it no <laughs> your dad has a pet name pen name pet names are things for private affairs but let's please continue on we only have an hour if he's writing a book it's not Mm. very private especially about his pet names but i digress um i'm going to try to continue to the next section and more specifically are there any more books as we walk that are not in their shelves they're like scattered to the ground or is that just a common thing here are there like just books on the floor as well uh, there are no books on the floor. All the books are put neatly away. Uh, the only ones you've noticed that are just missing are the books that you have listed. Okay. And like and you said the one for the uh, puzzles and such, was that in on the shelf or was it like was. on the floor? That was okay, on the shelf. It, was just, yes. it just called. Okay. I got you. I got you. Um, okay, guys. I know I'm not the smartest one here. Actually, I might actually be the smartest one here. That's I take that back. Um, this, I'm, I'm, li- I'm looking at this note. My words are harsh, but full of meaning. Now, I feel like that that's telling us we need to take a deeper meaning from this note than just the fact that the, the books are taken, right? And then it says, mm-hmm. finding your books among your shelves will feel awfully demeaning. Why would it be demeaning to find your own books where they belong? I swear, if this lady just put her own books somewhere else in her library and she just hired us to be her librarian, that is a genius. I need to employ that in my own estate. I'm going to lose my homework 
and make them find it and do it for me. Noted. Anyways, um, I'm getting tired of this affair. Um, I'm going to do a moment. I'm going to cast the spell Detect Magic. And as we roam, uh, if, you, if you'll let me, if there's nothing stopping me from casting Detect Magic, um, I would like to, as we walk, just see if anything stands out within my, as you know, 30 foot radius. All right. So you cast it and as soon as you cast it, everything around you lights up. Uh, the air itself, uh, you're almost kind of blinded by the just the amount of light from everything lighting up that is magic. It, it's almost as if there's just magic coating the shelves and the books and whatnot. And most, the majority of the books you see are not magical at all, but they're just still lighting up as if there's some sort of magical aura going on. It's so dirty in here. It's ah, everything's coated in this weird magical essence. And can I just like, with my knowledge and study of the arcane, kind of like know are these illusions? Is this um, some sort of um, what do you call it? Illusion spell that's just cast all over the place. Uh, with detect magic, you can learn the school of magic, and mm. you know that this is not illusion. Okay. And, and like, is the magic, is the entire blanket a consistent school of magic, like consistently all something? It is. Yes. It's all a consistent school of magic. And like, you can tell me, you learn at school of magic. Do you, Luke, do you mind telling me which school this is? Uh, this is conjuration. Oh, God, we're in a portal. Um, well, the whole place is a portal of portal. Like, there's portals all over here. Like, uh, there are some that pop up to be more concentrated, uh, that also show conjuration. Uh, but it, the air around you feels different. Like, it's not necessarily portal conjuration. Like, it's not teleportation conjuration. Cecil would have a great grasp, not necessarily what's going on, but what all this means. I, as Luke, do not get this at all. So uh, uh, can DM tell me that whether or not in a wizarding school that I would know the context by which air would be considered magical? You would not. This is very new to you. Perfect. I will then be confused both in character and by the player. So... Um, <laughs> Is there a section in the library for like sacred tomes? Uh, yes. Go ahead. If you're trying to would... find it, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Yeah, I, I want to head that direction or attempt to. Yeah. Assuming I don't get lost. Can I walk over to one of the books? Don't really care. I prefer it to be a kid's book, actually, um, if it's nearby, because that is kind of what I was looking for. Can I walk over to some sort of kid's book, closest one I find, and open it? Sure. And when I open it, um, is the inside still coated in that magic? As you open it, it is not. But then, like, for a brief second, it's not. But then once it's open and open to the air, it gets coated. Okay. And But, like, nothing weird happens when I open the book, yeah? Nope. Okay, and it's just a kid's book, like any other book in my life. Yes. All right. Uh, why don't you all give me a straight intelligence check? 
Also, uh, Becca, what did you get for your? It was pursuit? a nine. It was a nine. Yeah. Yeah, that dice I think is a uh, in trouble. Let's do um, seventeen for that intelligence check. Six. Six. Twelve. All right. So Cecil, as you're kind of ruminating on all of this and thinking back to the initial uh, sort of books that were taken, you think maybe some hint might be in the titles. Some, something, and maybe not necessarily specifically the titles and like the order or something like that. You're just something kind of is tickling at the back of your mind about that. Can I... Uh... Does the is the Insul Coast just to have curiosity? Is that a location that I've ever heard of? Yes, that um, is a as actually a country uh, that is kind of more to the east from you. Essentially, you were all in the Malton Empire. Uh, there is the country of Hashland between you and the Insul Coast. Okay, if I can do it, so can you. Why do I feel like that would be? Oh gosh, let's not. Okay, more reason for Eunice's bands. Interesting. Casting spells for kids. I don't, you know. I was wondering if there are instructions in these titles. I'm sorry for my rambling. Um, but interesting. Hey, uh, uh, DM, can I see whether or not... Um, no, never mind. I'm going to defer. Uh, sorry, continue. Um, the reason I was going to say is like, I ask you to to roll a like intelligence check to see if Cecil realizes something I'm I as the player need to figure out these puzzles and not the uh if if you can give me a reasonable reason for rolling a check you might be able to get another hint okay that sounds very reasonable um then let me say this um I am looking specifically for instructions within the titles like for instance casting spells for kids and if i can do it so can you i'm trying to in my mind to think hmm are any of these titles things that we need to do um give me an insight check be a flat 10 flat 10 hard to tell really you're unsure you don't think so but you got any? What are you looking at these uh these book titles real hard, buddy? You got any ideas? I can't seem to figure out why these titles are listed the way that they are. There has to be some meaning, just like you said in the hints. But the thing that I can't figure out is if there's instructions in them. If I can do it, so can you. Seems like such an obvious hint. But I, right after island geography, I don't. Hmm, I don't quite get it. Um, what if it's like transmutation or something? Whereas, you know, you cast a spell and it's like turning an island into a bog. Huh? I, huh? Can I also roll insight on or investigation, whatever, on this list? Uh, do insight, yes. Okay. Seven, hold on. Yeah, 17. Oh, 17. You are looking at this and you think maybe it's just individual letters within the Oh, titles. no. Oh, what? That's what I thought to begin with. <laughs> and I was like, this is a good thing forever. Um, okay. So, so if, are you going to say something like that out loud? Yes. Okay. 
thank you. And with that, um, I'm going to start kind of underlining and writing to the side of this sheet of paper that I'm sure has the list of titles on it. Um, I'm going to start. Um, oh, no, I'm not going to have a pen on me. Optimism. So never mind. Um, yes. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm furiously typing out the first letter of every <laughs> title. Um, I want to be a man of action in this moment. Um, as I am writing these out and I feel so confused, um, I am going to try to proceed to the section where I could maybe, we never actually went to the section with the casting spells for kids. I'm sure by this point I've stumbled and more like went to everywhere else, but where this place is. Luke, am I almost there at this point? At this point, I'd say you have gotten there. Yes. Uh, okay. And, I am. Oh, please. Uh, yeah. You also, as you're kind of all discussing that, you think, don't necessarily know if it's every letter mm. in the title. Yeah. It but might the first just... letter, maybe? Capitals, maybe? All capital letters? Uh, capitals, I'll go ahead and let you know. Uh, I did not capitalize these well, so it's not anything to do with capital letters. Oh. 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 Cool. Look cool, at this! Cool, cool. Look at this large swipe cool. I just crossed out of my notes. Um, mm. Great, good, good, good. There's so many letters here, guys. <laughs> they really are. Oh, this hurts. Ouch. Um, <laughs> okay, so I as Luke and I as Cecil am too darn lazy to actually one do my own schoolwork. But two, do my own work to try to figure out what is going on with these titles. So I am going to be a man of action, be a man of leadership, and dictate, Pip, I need you to try to figure out what's going on with these titles. That's what I'm doing, buddy. Good, good. Pat you <laughs> on the head. It's not going so fast because <laughs> I actually do need pen and paper and I do not have them anywhere near me in real life, uh, as well as in fake life <laughs> uh, okay so um and you clink um yes can, can i please ask you to one stop trying to fiddle with those books on the shelves there's nothing shiny on the inside but two can you, you know please that. i uh, two could you please maybe see if there is a word that you think sounds weird inside of here and maybe see like if you can mix up the letters um maybe letters are missing anyways i digress um i'll go ahead and remind y'all the books are in alphabetical order so i listed in alphabetical order and mm -hmm. you also got a hint of rearranging letters mm -hmm. rearranging letters. and then you also specifically got only certain letters within the titles only certain letters within the titles. okay okay so not every letter within the title Oh, you've got to be kidding me. So okay. let us try the first letter of each that's, book. That's what I've put in Discord. <laughs> okay, beautiful. No, first letter of each book. Um, So yeah. that would be that, that, I, that, I, M, Oh, there's nothing there, guys. I was staring at that for a long oh, time. Oh, <laughs> God! Cecil just exclaims, and he just he backs away from the nearest item. Do not touch anything. Do not do anything. Mimics. <gasps> Immediately, there is just a flash 
as the list of paper, the list of books rearranges the the first letters of each title to form the word mimics. Oh my god, I was <gasps> staring at that for literally probably twenty minutes. <laughs> Didn't I forgot how to spell mimics and so did I. And Mrs. I was like MS degree. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. (laughs) And you all think to yourselves, of course, there was a section about owl bears. There's a hundred percent going to be a section of books about mimics. Okay, let's run there. Let's we're speed running. What is the go? Is the timer still going? Timer is still going. Is. 31 minutes and 45 seconds left. Ah, okay. So, all right. So you arrive at the section without a check. Uh, you've been all wondering for a while. You've probably passed by it before already. Uh, you get to the book, the section about mimics. It's on the, bo- the bottom floor. You arrive at the aisle. What is? What do we see? You see an aisle full of books. Um, does anybody have anything that, that we could like toss down? I still this have the aisle? tech magic up. I barely my axe. I, I very barely and I'm have going the tech to start magic running up. Down. Oh god. No! And just side swiping, not with the sharp edge, just side swiping across slowly. The floor could be a mimic. What are you doing? Why would you say that? All right, because so you have done this thing. Oh no! So you just are you just taking your axe on one side, your hand on the other, or just the axe? Just the axe on right. one side, because carefully, tentatively, I'm not. Clink's not oh. dumb. May not have the best idea in the moment. I don't know. Like this one by one, like smack little check thing, but also you know, an axe to. Careful and aware. Can she reach all of the books? Uh, no, she can't reach all of the books. She's only two and a half feet tall. So I for that reason, reach like the bottom layer too. I don't know. So, so I'm you going just one by one. Take your axe and you start running down. And as you do, uh, Cecil, your detective magic is still slightly up. And this is where you see uh, ten of the books down this aisle. They don't give off that same conjuration magic. They give off the, oh, this is a living thing magic. As you notice this. Oh! You... And I, I'm screaming for Pip to stop. As soon, like, as soon as she starts running, I'm like, no, no, no! At this point, it's too late. Clink, <laughs> you look at your axe and you see some of these books, about four of them, have just adhered themselves to your axe. <laughs> and then, as soon as you look at them, and the, and Pip, you start screaming, the rest of them jump. I need oh, everyone cool. to give me some initiative. I'm so right. sorry, guys. It's okay. Um, all right, so mine, oh, mine's 20 as well. What's your dex modifier? Uh, mine's plus five. Uh, mine's plus three. Oh, you both have higher decks than me, and I'm a rogue. Um, I have, <laughs> I have a fifteen for initiative. Fifteen. All right, and uh, Clink, you said twenty as well. Yes. 
All right. And 15 for Pip. Well, you all rolled pretty well. Um, so Cecil, you're up first. You see four books attached to Clink's uh, axe. And I'm going to go ahead and pause the timer because combat's a little bit different. So you all have some time. I'm going to subtract however much per round since each round is six seconds. So don't worry. Timer has stopped. Cecil, you see four book mimics attached to Clink's axe. And you can see a couple other have started moving. uh, But with just the barely remains bit of detect magic has worn off so you cannot tell where all of them are but you can kind of remember where each one was on the shelves absolutely so um the 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 rapier that was draped ceremoniously more than you know for utility is at my side um is being drawn in this moment and as as a bonus action i'm humming to myself this kind of like guttural song but as i do this you kind of see my body quicken in motion Um, You see um, my feet, a spring to my step, um, and basically my blade song comes alive. Um, So DM with this, my my blade song is active. I gain a bonus to my AC equal to my intelligence modifier. Um, That's plus four. So, um, and then I'll remember that my walking speed increases by 10 feet. I have advantage on dexterity checks and I gain a bonus to any constitution saving throw that requires me to make concentration on a spell. That is correct. and so I'm just throwing that out there also for the podcast listeners. So they know. Um, and then uh, one last thing, to, that was my bonus action. And as my main action, I say, we will absolutely need some help in this circumstance. And he snaps his fingers and I'm going to summon Faye. Um, uh, one of my favorite things to mess with people in the dorms. Um, but what this does is this brings about a, fra- a Faye spirit who appears next to me on my shoulder. Um, and as she appears, it's imagine Tinkerbell, but more like, um, oh, I forget her name, more like the character from Brave, the Disney movie. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so she is um, redheaded, and I will admit in this moment, she is fuming. And so um, with that, uh, she listens to my verbal commands, yada, yada, yada. I apologize for this. Um, Okay, so basically she's in combat. Oh, takes a turn immediately after me. So uh, DM, I'm going to say my turn is done. I'm not going to move at all. I'm not going to step into this mess. Not yet, at least. Um, But I'm going to tell the uh, Fae to go attack those, um, go attack those mimics on her axe. And let's try to lessen those numbers. And so this Faye is going to, after I give her that command, is going to go over to one of the four mimics, kind of like a glued to this axe, and is going to swing another mini rapier toward uh, the mimic and is going to try to stab it for uh, 1d6 plus 3 plus, well, that's going to be 3 uh, piercing damage and then 1d6 force damage. So for the piercing damage, that is going to be seven piercing damage. And then... Did you roll to uh, hit? Oh, then to roll. Oh, my goodness. What? Who am I? What am <laughs> doesn't I doing? need to. Doesn't need to. These face spirits, you know, they always critical hit every time. Every <laughs> time, I swear. Uh, no. I'll, so that is going to be a... Um, 
I use my intelligence modifier to hit. So that is going to be 17 plus four, 21 to hit. That does hit. All right. So you got okay. seven points of piercing. And then six points of force against uh, one of these. Oh, and uh, I'm sorry. And because I chose for this fae to be raging, her fuming as she spits obscenities and fae as she charges toward this uh, mimic, she has an advantage. But that doesn't change anything. I thought it might crit, and it didn't. So right. it still does that damage. Cool. All right. So this this thing's looking bloody. As you know, a lot of the page, like the pages in this mimic book, are really not looking good. A lot of pages are ripped out. Um, you can finally ex- live out your dream of stabbing books. Okay, go go attack. Go shred them up. Do what you don't like. Just like you did with Timmy's over on Dorm Nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go. And so with that, it is next turn. Perfect. Uh, with that, it is the mimics' turn. <laughs> they rolled really well. So first off, the four that are on your axe, Clink. Sorry to say that they are going to get to attack you, all four of them. And because they are going before you, they get advantage on this attack. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, is a 24 hit? Yeah. All right, that's the first attack, and that's going to be uh, 11 points of damage. Okay. Hey, Clink, for our audio listeners at home, what is your hit points to start with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your, What's yeah, your max? Your max health. 71. Okay, okay. Yeah, you should, should be fine. You're, you're the perfect hardy. person to be where you're at. I, I'm i not so hardy. <laughs> uh, second attack does 21 hit. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, that's going to be 10 points of damage. I've only rolled one less. Well, um, oh my gosh. Why are you rolling so well right now? These are the dice you made. I, I mean, okay, that is <laughs> so. This is your fault. I'm gonna let you know now. I just rolled a natural twenty. Uh, oh my! So goodness. that's a base of so sixteen proud of plus dice, but also so mad. Twenty-seven damage, and then ouch! All right, that one actually misses. I. Right, what is your AC again? Sixteen. Cool. Yes. So that last one misses. Uh, these mimics bite into you real good um, and started hearing to you instead of your axe. Uh, staying in book form, the other mimics start to kind of, some of them kind of get out of book form and kind of skitter on these like spindly legs and start skittering down the aisle towards uh, Cecil and Pip, but don't quite make it to you. So, Clink, it is a, your turn. What would you like Love to do? Love that. All right. Well, first of all, as a bonus action, I would like to rage. Rage. <laughs> um, and whichever one of these is closest to me, I am going to swing my axe at it uh, with everything I've got. Perfect. Because it's ticked me off. Because it's it's now in my way, and I'm 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 mad. All right, so you just have a straight roll then. Woo-hoo, good. It was a twenty six. All right, so you hit the one nearest, which is the one that Cecil's already hit. Uh, so twenty six to hit hits. Go ahead. And what's the damage? Thirteen. You just slice this thing so cleanly. Uh, 
it just it, it the book is now a cover and a back before quickly just turning into its normal mimic f- form and is very dead um cool so that one's gone um so with one of my barbarian things at level six i also have a secondary action so i'm going to attack the next one beautiful go ahead and roll the hit that is great 16 16 hits go ahead and roll damage not so hot six six uh you feel like your axe is really good at slicing through books uh so it was actually 12. yes take it down Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, anything else you would like to do? I think that's all I got. All right. Pip, what are you doing? Okay. Uh, Pip is not really wanting to go down this aisle. Um, so she's going to pull out her short bow. Um, and I do believe I get sneak attack because they're literally on top of Clink. Is that correct? Yes, uh, there are okay. three currently on Clink with uh, six heading towards y'all. Ooh, yikes. Okay, um, I'm going to, I can only attack once. So I'm going to go for one of the ones on Clink. I don't know which one. You'll just, you as the DM get to decide which one that is, I guess. Uh, you could uh, hit the one that has already been hit, or you could hit one of the ones that has not been hit. Hmm. How bloody is the one that's already been hit? Very bloodied. Okay, I'll just go for that one. Um, okay, yeah, that's definitely going to hit. 18 plus 6, 24. That definitely hits. Okay, Um. so 5 damage plus 3d6. As long as you, if, as long as you roll not three ones, you're going to kill it. Okay, I got... <laughs> Okay, that's a five total. For the three D6s? Yes. It only had nine hit points left. So uh you did ten total. So you pierce this thing and it just kind of pins to one of the bookshelves behind it and you've killed it. Good. Okay. All right. Anything else you'd like to do? That is... oh, I can hide as a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. I would like to do that, please. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Because of my <laughs> lovely rule where I can re-roll nat ones on things I'm proficient in, yes. I will re-roll that nat one. It's a good idea. Okay, that's a 25. All right. Uh, all right, cool. You hide and against its... Uh, perception check of a dirty 20. So that was very good. So in that case, we're back at the top with Cecil. Cecil, you have six mimics heading towards you, two currently on clink. What are you doing? Cecil is bouncing back and forward on his front and back legs in this sort of fencing pose. And he's kind of like almost waving his hand in a taunting motion as this weird song kind of, it kind of emanates around him. He whispers over to... Um, uh, Pip, who is trying to hide, get ready to witness the glory of the varsity fencing team. And he lunges forward um, with that. Um, he, I, I know it's they're close enough, so I know that 40 feet of movement will get me to the group, yes? Oh, yeah, very easily. They're like 10 feet away. 
Um, so with that, the wizard, the wizard charges face first into this group of um, mimics trying to demonstrate the glory of his collegiate team. That being said, um, he is going to first take a stab with his rapier. Um, so I'm going to roll to attack. That is going to be a uh, 23. That hits. Okay, so that's 1d8 damage plus 5. Uh, so that is going to be 11 piercing damage against one of these mimics on the floor. Cool, cool. That hits. Okay. Oh, that, awesome. does, that does good damage. <laughs> good. Um, okay, and so with that, I'm going to... Um, so as a... As a uh, what is it? As a blade singer, I get to cast a, I get to attack twice or attack and then use a cantrip in place of one of those attacks. So I'm going to cast the cantrip booming blade. Um, mm. And so it is going to make an attack roll against these creatures. And then if I hit, I do damage, of course, but if they move, the target takes 1d8 thunder damage. Cool. Perfect. Um, I have this gut feeling they are not going to be moving again, but that's totally fine. Um, that is going to be, ooh, a little worse, uh, nine to hits. That will miss. All right. Um, yeah, in that case, the second hit does not hit. There is no impact of Booming Blade. It just, there's this echo as it stabs right near this, well, mimic who is about to devour my left shoe. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Your fey is up. Oh, and my fey is going to fly around, murmuring in this high pitch and almost inaudible voice. Um, some fey saying along the lines of, I'm going to eat your left toe for supper alongside of a nice greeny breakfast. And with that, it is going to make a stab. Um, same attack roll. Ooh, that is going to be a, a natural one on that stab. Ooh, yep, that that just misses all the way. No, no. Uh, was it attacking one that was on Clink? The blade? Yeah, it was one of the Clinks. All yep. right. Uh, whew. Go ahead and give me another attack roll then, just to just yeah, to see. That. Uh, that's going to be a... Uh, da, 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 that's going to be an 11. All right, that misses. That does not meet Clink's AC. So you're good. You did not stab your friend on accident with a, <laughs> with a face spirit. <laughs> This fae just kind of flies toward the mimic, flies past the blade as she is like swinging it to attack another one and just skitters past her shoulder, um, pauses midair and tries to dive back for a second attack on her next turn. Um, let's go ahead and toss it toward the mimics. That's right. The mimics, two of them, once again, attacking you, Clink. Uh, misses on the first one. I think that's going to hit a uh, dirty 20 is going to hit. Uh, I am raging, so I'm with my totem bear spirit i have resistance to all damage except for psychic cool in that case you only take three damage as i rolled really low on the damage this time Hooray. all right so now with the remaining six mimics coming to you cecil bring it on you freaks as they did not see <clears throat> where pip went uh-huh <laughs> Sorry. What is your AC? 20. 20. Cool. First attack misses. Next attack definitely hits. So you're going to go ahead and take 12 points of damage. Next attack hits. 
That's only five points of damage. That's not too, too bad. Misses and hits only six points of damage. So uh, uh, with that next one, so you did, all things considered did not take a ton of damage. I, I turn back and nonchalantly wink in Pip's direction and make sure Can she acknowledges. I mean, I would, I assume that like, if you tried to hide behind a bookshelf when I was next to you on the bookshelf, you managed to hide from them, but not necessarily from me. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. There's a good chance you totally just did not see her. I did not see her. Cool. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wink in the general direction that my feeble He's winking mind at thinks. the wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Clink, you're up. Okay. There's still one, on, one or two on me. There's two on you. Okay. Well, thankfully, rage lasts for a minute. So let's get these guys. <clears throat> I'm swinging that great axe. Perfect. 18. 18 hits. 15 damage. Ooh, all right. All right. Yeah, this thing's real bloodied. Okay, I'm going to go again. All right. 16. 16 also hits. Sweet. And seven damage. You... Actually, sorry, I take that back. You killed the first one. You're slashing, just cut right through it. Sweet. Uh, killed it immediately. Uh, and then you go for the second one. And you said seven? Yes. Cool. You, again, deal a bit extra. Uh, definitely feel like you're hitting it real hard. And that fourth one, the fourth and last one on you is bloodied for sure. All right. And Pip, you are up. Um, okay, so I'm going to use this thing called aim, where basically if I don't move, um, I have advantage on my next attack. Um, so I'm not going to move <laughs> from my hiding spot. And um, I'm going to roll to hit the, the one that is closest. Perfect. All right. So one of the ones... Yeah, one that's closest to you. That works. Okay. And oof, I am glad that I used that advantage thing. I rolled two twos. You're kidding me. You uh, do still have advantage from that catching that joke. Yeah, that inspiration. Okay. okay. I'm going to put this dice away and use different dice. Let's go with this one. Um, ugh. Gosh, it's still five. Um, plus six, 11. 11. not quite going to do it. Wow. Burned through my inspiration and advantage. Okay, guys. Sorry. I'm zero help. <laughs> well, nope. we're right back with Cecil. Oh, man. Aren't you guys just so sleepy? Why don't you just take a load off? And I cast the spell sleep on the creatures near me. Um, oh and so uh, it's going to be 5d8 tallied up for those magical hit points. And so that's going to be um, about 20 hit points worth of sleep. All right. You managed to yeah, put one of them or two. That puts the one you have hit to sleep. Cecil mm -hmm. realizes the mistake in his actions in this moment. Over overestimating his ability, underestimating uh, the amount of hit points they no, that's over. yeah, underestimating the amount of hit points they had. Uh, Cecil takes a moment, breathes in, 
and says, fine, fine. If you want to do that, do it. And so he is going to, uh, as a bonus action, Misty Step, um, on top of a bookshelf, like a row down. I will say you have already cast a leveled spell. Oh, but that's a bonus action. So you, so you can't do two leveled spells. In a turn. I believe Misty Step I, is a bonus action. It is a bonus action. Mm-hmm. So you can't. So wait, you can't cast a level two leveled spells as an action and then a bonus action? Yes, you can. I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna wrong. let you I'm gonna go ahead and say you do it. You do it, uh, because that sounds more fun. Okay. So yes, you you can do that. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you, DM. Um uh, my my character's livelihood thanks you. Um so I'm gonna teleport like two shelves away, um but on top of a shelf. Um just pausing for a moment and saying, you guys got it for a moment. Excellent. What? Uh, you're a phase turn now. There is one mimic hey. left on uh, Clink. Uh, let's see if we can team up together. Um, this phase is going to attempt to attack this uh, mimic. Uh, that is going to be an 18 to hit. That hits. Awesome. Um, so that is uh, seven plus three that is 10 points of piercing damage and then uh one point of psychic damage or not psychic it's a force damage cool uh your face spirit takes its rapier as it comes for its second uh go around since it missed its first deck last turn it comes back and just stabs straight through this mimic and pins it to the shelf on the other side killing it so clink you no longer have any mimics attached to you Woo-hoo! That leaves uh, five mimics awake and moving with one mimic injured and asleep. All right. It is now those mimics' turn. Uh, They are going to start moving towards you. Uh, They are not going to be able to make it to you, uh, Cecil. And they're also have gotten too far away from Clink to do that. So half are going to start moving back to Clink. Half are going to be starting to move to you, Cecil. But they cannot quite get to you yet. Clink, what would you like to do? You've got some coming close to you, and with your movement, you could now get to them. You have three heading towards you. Um, I will, well, in this moment, clarify, I looked up the Misty Step as a bonus action thing. If you cast any leveled spell as a bonus action, which Misty Step is a leveled spell, anything else you cast has to be a cantrip. Yes, I saw that as well. So um, the rule of cool came into play in that moment. Your panic, your internal panic kicked in and you you were able to get an extra burst of magic to allow you to cast two leveled spells in a turn. That's probably the most glory Cecil will ever have in his lifetime. I do have to say, I feel like when I played my ranger Arya Luke, I'm pretty sure I misty stepped a lot. After. Yeah, you, I definitely think you did, but that's fine. You know, I'm, it is. Remind me. So Cecil is how far away from me right now? Cecil is easily 40 feet from you. I can only move 30 feet. After misty step. So it, it's, I, so if it's th- within 30 feet for misty step. Um, so if it's like, if I couldn't move two bookshelves away with 30 feet, then I'm on top of a bookshelf near where, uh, 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 what is it? Clink. Clink is, yes. Thank you. 
Um, I'll say if okay, you're you able to either get to a shelf on the row, ne- like kind of next to, to kind of have a layer of shelves between you and the mimics, or you can just get on top of the shelves on the row you're at that bring you closer to the mimics, but also closer to Clink. Um, uh, I, w- I would prefer to be further away. So first option, please. All right. So you are farther away and uh, probably about a solid 20 feet away. Well, thir- I'd say 30 feet away from Clink on the opposite aisle. Okay, perfect. Cool, cool, cool. And there are, in fact, more mimics within this bookshelf, correct? Yes, or three are, well, you're an, you don't know if there's that, more. Okay. How many are currently dead or attacking? Uh, there are currently four dead, one is asleep, and so there are five uh, still around. So three are making their way towards Clink, two are heading towards Cecil. Since they none of the mimics know where you're at. Okay. So that's ten? Ten total, yes. Okay. Then I guess I'm going to <laughs> run up to the closest one and attack it. All right, go ahead. Um this is going to have disadvantage because I don't think that Faye is following right now. Or at least it won't be near enough to me. Mm-hmm. Correct. Does fifteen hit? A fifteen does hit. Great. 14 damage. You slice through this mimic, killing it instantly. Fantastic. Going again. Next Perfect. One. That was a natural 20. With this is with this. again. <laughs> Just get another one. Oh. Okay, not, not a natural 20, but better 26. Yeah, that does hit. Sweet. Dang it, that natural 20 would have been fantastic, though. 12. With a 12, just barely managed to slice through this other mimic, killing it immediately. <laughs> nice. Yeah! Yeah! Lord. Perfect. Pip, you are up. Okay. Uh, where, I guess, they're all headed towards Cecil, is what you said? Two are headed towards Cecil, and now only one is headed towards, is next to uh, Clink. Okay, I'm going to go for the one that's uh, next to Clink, and I'm going to shoot it with my short bow, so I'm not moving again. All right, perfect. Um, so you have that advantage. advantage. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, you also, since it's next, yeah, yes, yeah, so you have advantage, but you would still get sneak attack if you hit since it's within five feet of an ally. Yes, yes, I know. But this advantage gives me a better roll. Yes. Hopefully. A natural 20? Oh, boy. All right. Oh, boy. That means, for our listeners at home, that you take the max value of both the base damage die done with the crossbow, and then your sneak attack dice are always also maxed out. So that's a base uh, 18 plus... What does your short bow do? Uh, a D6 plus three. So, so that's... nine plus 18. So 27. Don't even need to roll the extra dice. There is no extra dice. No, because you would roll all those dice again. Oh, that's right. That's occurred. right. That's yeah. right. So you oh don't need goodness. to roll those. You immediately just pin it. Like you, you shoot this thing so well, it just explodes <laughs> in just paper <laughs> and leather and bits of mimic. Sorry, uh-huh. Clink, you're probably covered. <laughs> and so with that. The love of war! 
Uh, we're back to the top, unless, well, you know, you used aim, so you're not moving. Mm-mm. Cecil, you have uh, C- two coming towards you. You cannot see them yet. Oh. Since okay. they're on the other aisle. They're making their way up the shelf. They're making their way up the shelf. Okay, so Cecil is going to take a moment, realize that two is better than six, regain his bravery. The bravado in his step returns as he leaps from one bookshelf to the other, hoping to land, because you said they're kind of approaching him, so I imagine they're climbing up the shelf, and he would land on top of the shelf that they're trying to climb up. Is that like in the theater of the mind about where it's how it's happening? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Uh, what okay. is your strength score? Strength score. Because so you can I... jump a distance equal to your strength score. So 12 is my strength score. The aisles are about 10 feet wide. So you're able to jump this without making a check. Perfect. Um, cool. So I hop that, the hop that distance. And knowing that they're coming up, I kind of in these moments wait till they get in range or that or i just use the 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 distance the you know the three foot distance of the rapier to stab down and to make an attack roll against one of these climbing up uh mimics uh so if you'll let me i'm going to roll to attack go ahead you can reach down and since you're attacking from above and you have the high ground you have advantage on the attacks oh my goodness um there's something. I think I have something for this. I think I have elven accuracy because I'm a half elf. Um, so yeah, I got that. I got that feat earlier. And so I have uh, elven accuracy. And so whenever I take up an advantage, I can re-roll one of the dice. So I just rolled an 18. I rolled one. I rolled an 18. I rolled 15. I'm trying to roll again. And that's worse. So I'm going to go with the 18 plus my modifier plus eight. That's going to be 26 to hit. That hits. Beautiful. So I'm going to roll my... Um, d8 to hit uh not to hit sorry my damage so that's two plus five as seven damage against one of them right nice not quite bloodied but all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna do booming blade in this moment another weapon attack uh also with advantage i assume is that correct yeah uh well with booming blade since it's a little bit different since you're conjuring a weapon right or no, that's uh, part of the weapon no, attack. Yes, with and it's part of the yes. weapon attack. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, perfect. Just wanted to make sure on your end. So it's a 15 and then an 18. And I'm going to re-roll the 15 to see if I can make it better. I cannot. That's another 18. So that's going to be a uh, math. That's going to be a 26 to hit. That hits. All right. And this one's just a weapon attack. And that is going to be a four plus five and that is a nine that's piercing damage and then on top of it uh if they move um then they are going to take thunder damage equal to one d8 and that's if they willingly move ah five feet or more so that may not happen perfect well i will say that one mimic is going to be able to move at least five feet as it tries to start climbing on you, um, okay. if that's the end of your turn. So go ahead and roll that, that DA for that one. Okay, let's do that. Um, my little Faye hasn't gone yet, so she's going to zip around and yes, is going right. to uh, try to stab the other one that I have not attacked yet. But that is two thunder damage um, for that uh, one that is climbing up five feet. Perfect. Um, the little Faye is going to zip on through, flying 
you know, 30 feet and then she can make it over, over the shelf and through the woods over to me. Um, and that is going to be, Ooh, man, this Faye, that is going to be a, another natural one from Ooh. this cute little creature. It's just, you know, it's books are, it's, you know, it's kind of weird to be fighting books. It just keeps aiming for the other ones, mistaking the other books that are not moving for mimics. The pages just seem to shift unnaturally. It's almost like, I don't know, they're alive. Something like that. Wild. Well, with that, both mimics are still kicking. So, and they're both moving up to attack you. And so they okay. shall. First one misses. The second one misses. Man, now I'm rolling terribly. So that was both of their attacks. That is, Blink. yeah. Uh, you see two of these mimics on top of this bookshelf that's about 10 feet tall. What do you want to try and do? Is there still one incapacitated on the floor? Yes, there's one that is asleep. It had already been hit. It is quite bloodied. Are the other two like directly above me or do I need to run down a different aisle? You'd have to run down uh, since uh, Cecil jumped across to this section to attack this they're on the same aisle but it's like almost like 30 feet down the aisle 10 feet up so you'd be able to get to the base below them you'd be able to get up to the one that's sleeping currently i'll do that cool go ahead and since it's incapacitated you automatically hit so just roll damage so lovely 11 cool you immediately kill this sleeping mimic so great. Um, yes. So now the other two are 10 feet above you, currently engaging in combat with Cecil. Could I possibly try to jump up and smack one of them? I'll say, give me an athletics check. Okay. Uh, Becca, please tell me if this visual is wrong, but I'm imagining a two-foot kobold lifting this great axe off the ground and with a little trying to smack with the blade one of these books that has now climbed up the shelf is that a correct visual is it jumping slash yes a little less of an uh, and more of an (laughs) more yeah more chaotic gremlin energy very much so all right so what was your athletics mathing 14 okay so in that case i'll let you roll to hit uh, it's at your normal disadvantage, even though okay. you have an ally there, you still That's have disadvantage. <laughs> not bad with either of those. One was 17, one was an 18. And that's not even with my attack modifier. Doesn't matter. You hit. Which one are you going for? The one that has been hit and is clearly bloodied or the one that has not been hit? Probably the one that has not been hit. All right. Go ahead and roll damage. Nine points of damage. All right, so that one is still kicking, but not by much. Both of them seem equally bloodied. Very bloodied, very much so. Hurt a lot. Cool. So, yes, so this small two-foot-tall kobold literally leaps straight up and just swings this axe that is twice their size. And man, You can probably just imagine, you know, blade midway through the air, both legs just straight up and out. Perfect. I love it. All right, Pip, you're up. All right, I'm going to just keep doing what I've been doing, hiding in my little spot and not moving and shooting. Perfect. It doesn't matter which one you hit. They both have the same amount of hit points left. Okay, cool. Um, Then 
natural 20 again oh my gosh yeah do you i mean i can hit both of them (laughs) okay tell you what i'll let you with a natural 20 since you're obliterating this so good you get to make another attack roll but this one will be a disadvantage okay okay because i just hit one for 27 points so disadvantage 17 plus 6 so that's 23 or 12 doesn't quite do it okay sorry just no none of that damage like you know 27 plus another d6 plus three carried over Over like it didn't get like blasted from when just exploding near it okay i'll tell you what i'll give i'll throw you one more bone it'll have to make a dex save okay cool um against tell me what tell you what what do you think is fair what what is the dc for this what it needs to make to save mm-hmm. like a 12 maybe it beats it okay so uh, but that first one is just totally gone totally obliterated cool so there's only one mimic left and cecil it is your turn um my morbid curiosity wonders if books are uh you know vulnerable to flames and so because i can't reach this one i'm gonna make sure to like because i can see down the oh no this one isn't like at you this one already attacked you with the bite so you can attack me oh then no no, but that's a ranged spell so that's not gonna be able to uh it doesn't work very well with things that are in my face so i'm going to go ahead and just do another booming blade as a uh cantrip um so that is going to be a 16 to hit. That hits. What's the damage? Okay. Damage is going to be cute little pink dice. That's going to be a uh, eight piercing damage against him. You stab it, pin it to the top of this bookshelf, and you've successfully killed all of these mimics. With I that, lift it I- up and like look at it for a brief moment, and like I kind of finger, does it have teeth? Like I just wonder, does it have teeth? You look at it, it definitely has teeth. I want like just like poke one of the teeth. Is it like sharp? Are these sharp teeth? Are these like razors? Or are these like kind of like blunt, blunt you, little teeth? You cut your finger a little bit. So you take one ah. point of piercing damage. Mm, okay. <laughs> and with that, since we're out of combat, I've already taken off the appropriate amount of time. Okay. And timer is resuming. As you strike down the last of these mimics, you suddenly see all of their frayed corpses that are books just kind of shimmer before just turning to dust and with that each mimic drops a single slip of paper so i I take the two pieces of paper that are near me sorry i take the two that are near me and just like kind of grab them yeah perfect you as you look at them you each for the others Uh as you all grab one you see that all of them say the same thing says fiction or non-fiction we have old books here in the land of heart and soul. Oh, doesn't it just burn just so slow? That is your next hint. Romance. Slow definitely burn, romance. romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, romance? Definitely. Romance. Definitely. I have no experience in that realm, but let's do it. So y'all head towards the romance section? Yes. All right. Yes. Without having to make a check, you're able to find it. And upon arriving there, 
It is on the third floor on the central catwalk that stretches across the middle of this room. Looking down, you can see the whole of the library below you. You arrive, and right in the middle, betwixt all these romance novels, is a small scene. A little table that stands only about a foot in height, with two little chairs to match. A small candle is lit upon this table, with two little plates set with steaming food. And as you see it and kind of get close enough, you hear that same voice you heard earlier say, love is made up of many stories. Some end with sorrow, others end in joy. Which stories go hand in hand, I wonder? Well, that choice. The answer to that is your choice. And as the voice fades away, you see six books fly off the shelves. They just kind of float in air. And they start spinning and spinning and spinning. And then suddenly they morph into humanoid beings, kind of like small little dolls. And one by one, they step forward and introduce themselves. And this is what they introduce themselves as. First one says, hello, my name is Enemies to Lovers. Next one steps up and says, hello, my name is Slow Burn. And it goes on each one. Next one introducing themselves as forbidden romance. The next is friends to lovers. The next one, young love. And the last one, love lost. And they all line up. And you see there's two tables, two, two chairs at the table. And like any good love story, you have to figure out who's compatible. Can you put the list in the Discord, please? Yes, I can. There you are. This is a very subjective riddle, I will have to say. <laughs> yes, it is very subjective. <laughs> but there is a correct answer as far as the creature that made this. Pu- Can you this put riddle. what the creature said to us first in the Discord as well? Uh, yes. So based off of what you know, you can assume, this is just stuff you can assume right off, is that you need to match these tropes t- to each other. I have to help them find which one is their true love, as it were. Um, okay, guys. Well, I'm not going to say that I like romance, but like, this might be the area for me. <laughs> it's, uh, Cecil, uh, it, it just shakes his head and with a, uh, with a little bit of sorrow admits, I did peruse my mother's shelves at time poking in to learn some lessons about how to romance the uh, fellow classmates of mine. There are some very quippy scenes in uh, some uh, certain books. Though uh, that being said, um, I I don't know if I can fully assist. Let's let, let's maybe let's let Pip handle this one. I've read some covers. So I'm, so we're supposed to pick two. To go together? I feel like we're supposed to place these children at the table and assuming they aren't the right ones, they won't beat the hell out of one another. Um, Hopefully it ends with a kiss. Who knows? I feel like Forbidden Romance kind of goes with Love Lost. Um, Maybe like Young Love. Well, that could also go with Love Lost. Well, also so friends to letters. So yes, here's here's, m- here's my theories. Okay, guys. Um, now I'm slipping into my Anna voice, <laughs> just like when I was <laughs> <here>. <laughs> this is not good for me. Okay, enemies to lovers, 
and uh, Forbidden Romance seem to go together to me because I would put slow burn with friends to lovers because a lot of the time you don't realize that your friend should be your lover. A lot of time it can take a really long time. Like I feel like slow burn could go with enemies to lovers or friends to lovers. Um, But because forbidden romance is in there, well, then you could also friend zone someone and that could end up in forbidden. Oh no, this is so subjective. It depends on the novel. But often that young love, not always, but often, isn't necessarily the person you stay with. At least what I've heard. Yeah, I would put young love and love lost together. I can I can confirm that due to my various exes that I no longer talk to. All right, let's put those two together first. Probably too many. Do you want in alphabetical or numerical? We don't have time. We don't have time. No, we have twenty minutes left. Young love, love lost together now. (laughs) So I take the shoulders of love lost and I like place her into like or place whatever gender it is into the into. Why would we genderless? Please, please come come sit into the seat. So, Love Lost and Young Love. Those yes. are the two you put in the seats? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, you put them both in the seats. And right away, you can tell maybe they aren't sure how they feel about each other. What do you think? Uh, this is where mechanically, each of you, uh, whoever, one of you at this point can make a charisma check, just a straight charisma check. To try and help the date go well. Oh, interesting. So you each get to do it for you guys one time. Plus two. So, and when I say one time, I mean you each get to do it one time total. So, one time for this couple, and then you don't get to do it for any of the other, other couples. Only one of you, if you want to burn through each of your charisma checks right away. uh, Cecil is going to take his pride in his own experiences with dating and try to lean over the shoulder of one of them and say, it really does help if you say something nice to start things off. Compliment, compliment their, I don't know, compliment their jewelry. They tend to like those sort of things. And so with that, um, I'm going to roll... Uh, compliment her cover or something it's, it's a good cover <laughs> and that's gonna be an 18 just straight charisma okay all right so that was young love and lost love uh with that 18 as you kind of give some gentle encouragement to these small genderless dolls they the date starts to seem to be going better and they it seems to go very well and they end with a gentle little kiss and you have convinced these initially not compatible to become compatible yikes that means that we've got (laughs) okay so essentially what that means is you can put the ones that weren't meant for each other together but now there's another there's another set that you will have to make the charisma save to be successful. Cool. Uh, oh, yikes. Okay. Um, enemies to lovers and forbidden romance or slow burn. You two are the love experts here, not me. 
I think Young Love and Forbidden Romance were supposed to go together. Um, those are the best that I, that's the best that I can come up with for um, Young Love. Like I'm trying to figure out what goes well together with Young Love. Mm. And that is my best combination. Young Love and Friends to Lovers is the other option. But we that, can't use Young Love again. Like no, love. I know that. So I'm trying to figure out which two of the four are the go-to together. I think Enemies to Lovers, Slow Burn. That probably is. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do those two. Mm. Is that the consensus consensus from the whole group? That's what sense. That's what Cecil thinks. Yeah. All right. Enemies to Lovers and Slow Burn. Do it. All right. So we place them into the spots. All right. They come together and immediately hit it off. There is some real chemistry going on between them. And the date, even without your help, just goes beautifully well. They walk off and they have a gentle little kiss. And so the last two available, Friends to Lovers and Forbidden Romance, uh, with them being the last ones, they automatically kind of approach already a little hesitant about how they feel about each other. So now with that, uh, Pip and mm. uh, oh. Clink, both of you can make charisma checks in case you have kind of some fall damage here that you can mitigate. Mm. Okay. As long as I you're will, successful. I will try. Should I, do I roll first? <laughs> uh, so what are you going to say? And then okay. you can roll. Okay. Um, Listen, I know that it may feel like because you're friends that how could that be forbidden? But like, think about how complicated that could be. Like, but you have this foundation to build upon and just look at your past together. And like, you have this companionship that's already well built out. You're just perfect for each other. All right. Go ahead and give the charisma check. 13. With your gentle nudging, they start to kind of have a conversation in a kind of a, kind of like a Sims language, like you can't understand what they're saying, but it doesn't seem to be going great. It doesn't seem to be going poorly, but your advice wasn't as helpful as you were hoping it would be. Yeah. So Clink, you are now the last one. What do you say to help encourage these two? Look, I I know this is scary, and there, there can be lots of fears in trying this relationship stuff. But you know what? Your friends choose you regardless of your flaws. They already love you before there's any other relationship stuff there. So really, just you got to trust and embrace it and just take that leap of faith together. Go ahead and roll a charisma check. 19. Oh, Thank goodness. <laughs> good. With your encouragement and uh, really this proclamation of how good they could be together, they start to kind of take a look at it in a new light. They start to look at each other a little differently. And they start to warm up to each other. and. Before long, there's a gentle kiss exchange between them, and you've successfully matched up all these tropes. 
maybe not necessarily with who they were meant, again, in quotation marks, to be with, but it worked out anyways. Clink shoots her hands up. (laughs) And then suddenly you all feel this strange shift in the air. Uh, Cecil, with your uh, detect magic you had earlier, you can start to kind of feel the magic that you felt around shift dramatically. The tropes Mm. start floating and twirling and spinning and shift back into their books forms as they were originally. And suddenly there's a small table next to you all. This is just kind of a side table, like a normally normal person sized side table that has six books sitting on it. And there's a small note that lies next to them that says, thank you for playing. And there's a small heart drawn on the side. And then after that, it says, the best way to experience stories is to go through one. And the best way to share a story is to tell someone. Success in storytelling will take you beyond the veil. And now I bid you all a fond farewell. And suddenly all the magic that you have felt just vanishes. You hear the doors down at the first floor open up. And as you look down over the side railing, you can see Lady Mortau and her guard enter into the room. Uh, They both look around before looking up and seeing you all. uh, Lady Mortau smiles up at you and calls for you all to come down and join her. You have all successfully cleared this library with 10 minutes and 52 seconds remaining on the timer. Congratulations. You all succeeded. You get your reward and your (laughs) community service has been completed. Congratulations. I'd take a really big swig from my flask. (laughs) Was it alcohol or was it just juice? Um, It was pomegranate LaCroix, if anyone had wanted to to test it out. Um, Yeah. Delicious. (laughs) Lovely. With that... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this one. Uh, I certainly did. I, I very much enjoyed seeing y'all handle everything. This was so good. I had fun. I hope y'all had fun. Absolutely. It was a little hectic there. <laughs> so fun. A little nerve-wracking, but so yeah. fun. Good, good. I want all the nerves to be racked. I mean, if you really want to know how I was doing, I went from 71 hit points down to 20. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, those uh those book mimics can hit pretty hard. Yeah, no kidding. Especially when you I have still feel I still feel like that subjective riddle at the end with the tropes was um that was just a little too opinion based for me. Oh, that's that's totally fair. <laughs> that's why you could that's why you had the ability to make charisma checks, because that didn't necessarily mean they couldn't go with each other. I mean, that's why you can't judge a book by its cover. Precisely. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well said. Well said. (laughs) Anyone else had said that, you would have gotten some inspiration to use. Uh, But all the book puns and whatnot. Better late than never. (laughs) 
anyways, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, thank you to Rebecca and Luke for joining us as well. Y'all are so fun. I really appreciate y'all coming on and uh, playing in this one shot. Of course. Uh, hopefully we'll have y'all on again in the future. Uh, again, where can people find everything for y'all? You uh, can find us on TikTok and Instagram as Dice. Uh, that is Faye Wild with an E at the end and roll for parenting. Perfect. Well, excellent. Thank you all so much again. And Anna, thank you as well. I know you haven't been on the, uh, on, uh, in all of the D&D games, but I'm so glad you could join us this time. Oh, so, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm so glad I could grace you with my presence. <laughs> Every day. It's a blessing. <laughs> Yeah, and with that, thank see what you. you say tomorrow about that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I do want to say thank you to Arcane Anthems for creating the theme song and our outro that are, is in our podcast. And I also want to say thank you to Red Queen Hales for the wonderful art of Pinto that you see as our cover. <laughs> uh, with that, thank you to all the listeners. I hope you all have a wonderful night and we'll uh, see y'all next season. This was the last episode for this season. So expect us again sometime in the future we'll post some more on our socials and whatnot about when we'll be back uh so keep an eye out for that and we'll let you know and see you next time bye